and welcome to Roots and Fruits, the podcast. I'm your host and natural nutrition practitioner, Josie. Here you'll learn to look to the roots beneath all the different fruits in your life, the ones that have you basking in your glorious health and the ones that leave you feeling frustrated and wanting something better. My hope is that the conversations in this space would leave you inspired and empowered to walk out lifelong whole person wellness. I'm so glad you're here today. Let's get into it. What's up, everyone? This is all kind of surreal. Here we are, episode one. I say we because my husband is always my teammate. He's always um, my partner in crime, my biggest supporter, the one who often isn't seen but is always behind the scenes with anything that I ever put out there. And I'm hoping that along this journey he will join me for a lot of episodes, but not all of them. Today we are going to chat with Jared, my husband, Jared. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jared. I'm Josie's husband. And I'm so proud to be her husband. Thanks, babe. Yeah, I am the other unseen half of Roots and Fruits. (laughs) Largely boring, menial tasks. That's true. You're Mm -hmm. my superhero. Oh, thank you. Yeah. For those of you who don't know me, who have no context for who I am, don't know what I do, and you just stumbled across this podcast, my name is Josie. (laughs) First and foremost, I'm a wife and a mom, and that's my number one thing. And then helping people with nutrition, I am a natural nutrition clinical practitioner. Essentially, guys, like I'll clear this up right off the bat on episode one. I'm a holistic nutritionist in my province in which I practice and live in Canada. The dietitians of this particular province have claimed the word nutritionist. So technically, I actually can't call myself a holistic nutritionist with my clients and whatnot. But if I practiced in any other province, I would be able to because that is kind of what my school was. And so that's what I do. I help people with their health through the lens of holistic nutrition. So a lot of that has to do with diet and supplements, um, but also how I view holistic nutrition is that we are nourished by more than just food, more than just nutrients um, that we put in our mouths. So oftentimes in appointments, while we spend the bulk of time talking about more internal things, we'll talk about things that we're putting on our skin or breathing in, different toxins. We'll talk about our emotional state, our spiritual health, our financial health. There's all these different aspects to wholeness that um, while my background is nutrition, in the lens of a holistic health can't be ignored. We can't um, leave any part out when we are moving towards healing. Okay, so that's kind of like the services end of things, consultations. The other aspect of what we do is products. So that's what we're calling Roots and Fruits Market. And I'll let Jared explain what Roots and Fruits Market is. Well, Roots and Fruits Market is our online store birthed out of Roots and Fruits Wellness. And the vision was that we would connect Canadians, health conscious Canadians with Hard to find products, either from smaller businesses in Canada or lesser known businesses. And the main idea was 
different businesses in the States because there's some amazing products out there. And then we expanded out to other international companies and are always looking to bring more goods in. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of this concept, this vision of bridging that gap. We noticed that there's lots of wonderful health food stores in Canada that really focus on local products to their area, which we absolutely love. Um, and then then there's people who are shopping at those stores who still have to then purchase things online because Canada, let's face it, we don't have everything. <laughs> um, and there's some amazing products out there and um, importing is a beast, right, Jared? Oh, just think of the worst bureaucratic dream you could ever have and then <laughs> multiply it by a thousand. <laughs> We've had a couple of fun experiences. We should maybe mention the time. Oh. Should we mention the time? We should. Yeah. So this is a kind of a funny story that gives you a, a peek into how our personalities work, right? <laughs> yep. Yes, very much so. so. I'd like gotten home from something at like 3 p.m. and our child just woke up from a nap. And I was just so eager to get all these products that were sitting in our storage container in the States onto the website or for our launch. So I was like, babe, do you want to go to the border? And Jared's like, well, it's three o'clock. Like by the time we leave and get there, it's going to be close to the time like the storage place closes and we just don't want to like risk it because if we don't have all the papers we need, this was like our second or third attempt at crossing and Anyway, I was like, no, let's just go. Let's just go. And Jared's like, okay, are you sure? Like, it might not work. I'm like, that's fine. If we have to come back with nothing, that's okay. So. <laughs> I laugh because I know what happens. Yeah. So then what happens is we go, we get all the stuff in the car. We take this beautiful picture that we're going to Instagram and be like, victory is ours. We made it through the border. And then we tried to go back. And we did not have all our ducks in a row because this is like our first attempt at importing. Turns out having people that specialize in helping companies import things on your side, very helpful. It's worth the money. Yes, very much worth the money and the headaches. Yeah. We got to the border. The border guards kind of giggled at us thinking that we would import all our own stuff as we were attempting to struggle through the... The awful system they had to bring stuff in. They started laughing more and more behind, underneath their breath. There was like a group of border guard people. I'm sorry if you're a border person and I can't, I don't know your actual title, but it looked to us like they had made a bet on us. Like, let's see how long these guys last before they have to run up this like tunnel to the other side of the border to like find a broker. Sure enough, that's what we did with our toddler who like we did not pack adequately like, we packed Nothing. for like a two-hour road trip right turns out long story short we got stuck everything it just wasn't working out so we had to stay in a hotel in the states with our one-year-old without a bottle or milk or diapers or clothing or toothbrushes i just had my wisdom teeth out i didn't have like my salt rinse it was just such a gong show in this like small town in montana where, like, you could not find pureed foods for the life of you. We made it work. It was a gong show. Yep. Yep. So, this is Jared the realist, the dream crusher, <laughs> and Josie the idealist, the dreamer. That's right. I dream a lot. I say things. I'm just trying to, like, I don't know, have a good time thinking about good ideas that I'll probably try and do. And Jared has all the logical reasons why it won't work. Which is sometimes helpful and often really annoying to me in the moment. 
<laughs> yes, yes, I get told not to crush your dreams very often. It's just like the timing. We're working on it. We're better at it. Yeah. I don't crush dreams as quickly. Yeah. I give like the breadth of five minutes and then I crush the dream. Yeah. And that, that works for me because I usually get there myself where I'm like, yeah, it's probably not not a right now thing. However, I should have crushed the border crossing dream much you sh- quicker. You should have. We had a good, we fought it out. We cried it out and we learned a lot and we bonded. Anywho, um, that's Roots and Fruits Market. You guys just got a funny story that we did not plan to tell. Hopefully that was enjoyable. Okay, so I want to give you a chance to talk. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Oh, I get questions. Yeah, I'm just winging this. Oh, I like this. Okay. This is one question that I get asked surprisingly a lot. I don't know if you know this, but many clients, Hmm. particularly older people who are struggling to wrap their head around changing their dietary lifestyle, ask me, does my husband eat like this? Uh, I would say 90% of the time I eat like that. Like what? Like, what do you, like, for that 90% or that 10% that I don't? Either. This is a blank canvas. You can paint how you want. Um, For the 90%, I eat just like you because you are the head chef of our household. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And so, for context, we... I don't know. Recently, things have been tight, so we might not eat as normally as as we have in the past, but heavy on veggies. We don't eat any gluten in our household, though we have an annual reintroduction party with this epic sourdough from a farm outside of Mm. where we live, and we just, like, touch base with our bodies and see if they can handle it. That's my favorite time of year. Yeah. So no gluten, no dairy... We've tried the raw dairy thing. It went well for you. It did not go well for me and our son. So no gluten, no dairy. We raise quail in our backyard. Jared, mm-hmm. that's your thing. Why don't you talk about that? Well, so we have our little quail coop. It's not a flock. It's called a bevy. Fun fact. Fun facts from Roots and Fruits. <laughs> a bevy of quail. Yeah. So we have eight right now. They're mean birds. They're also very cute. So they're they're fun, low maintenance. If you want to raise quail, hit Josie up and ask to chat to me because they're great. <laughs> I'm going to have a bunch of messages about people wanting to start quail farms. Okay, one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Since we recently started working together more with Roots and Fruits Market, um, I'm just curious, what do you love about working together and what's been challenging and difficult? Wow. You're springing that on me. I love that we get to spend more time together. That's that's probably the best part. We get to hang out all the time, be best buddies. <laughs> it's great. It is good. It's a good life. I think the hard parts is where our brains clash. We have very different brains. Mm-hmm. Like the way we think, the way we solve problems, very different. Very, very different. Uh, okay well that's that's fun um we thought it'd be fun for me to interview josie so you can get to know her more since she will be your primary host i'll pop in from time to time but you'll be seeing more of her hearing you will be seeing me i am not into the video podcasting i am here on my couch in very casual clothing Mm, i'm going on record and saying it's not as casual as she puts it to be (laughs) 
That was a lie. <laughs> um, but my first question for you is, what is the difference between a nutritionist and dietitian? And what is the difference between a nutritious, nutritionist <laughs> and a holistic nutritionist? Great questions. Um, it's a little blurry. It gets a bit bureaucratic. Yeah, that's the word. Um, so the difference between a nutritionist and dietitian in Canada are that dietitians have a have an undergrad in dietetics. Um, so it is a university program that then they become a dietitian, which is government regulated. Whereas nutritionists are not regulated by the government. There's different governing bodies for a nutritionist. Um, I'm part of the Canadian Association of Natural Nutrition Practitioners. Um, yeah, it's a mouthful. Um, but then within nutritionist, I think the reason why some people are hesitant to see a nutritionist is because it's not regulated by the government. So technically, you could you could do a crash course on a weekend and be called a nutritionist. And some people don't think that's super legit education wise. And so that's where there's some discrepancy there in Canada. But my schooling, I did um, an online program. It took me four years. It's supposed to be done in two years, but a lot happened in those four years and I didn't prioritize it. So I just picked away at it slowly. And then the difference between you asked nutritionist and holistic nutritionist. Yes. Um, again, the title nutritionist is broad. There's different courses. There's lots of different programs in the country that you could take to become a nutritionist. And a lot of it is like centered around sports, um, fitness, nutrition, that type of thing. You'll see lots of people in gyms be nutritionists. Holistic nutrition is a field that has a bit more education and background on whole person health. So it's not just like anatomy, physiology, and science about calories, for example, but it is, you know, we're going to talk about the quality of your food, being connected to your food. We're going to talk about more than food. We're going to talk about how we're nourished socially, emotionally, um, our relationship to food, that kind of thing. So really, it is what it sounds like. It's a whole person approach to mm -hmm. nutrition. So you're saying that I couldn't just eat at McDonald's and hit my calories and all my vitamins? <laughs> no, I think I think that's pretty understood nowadays, but sorry, hon. That was a pretty facetious question. Yeah. Why don't you tell that story about when we were engaged and you had changed the way you'd eaten since we were dating and then what happened? Well, so I, I loved Josie. I fell in love with her very, very quickly. <laughs> and I was like, okay, if I'm going to maybe marry this woman i gotta cut out the things she can't eat so i cut out dairy and gluten cold turkey and then one day i was just craving mcdonald's and i was like yeah i'm just i don't even care i'm not gonna tell her i'm gonna go get like a what did i get like a junior chicken and a mcdouble and like a large fries went and pounded it back and i regretted that for two weeks <laughs> two weeks two weeks there was Lots of horrific things happening to my body, <laughs> but it is tasty. Just, <laughs> it's like, I, it's, it's like willingly eating tasty poison. Hmm. I honestly can't remember. I was a McDonald's addict in high school. I went at least three times a week. My, my meal of choice was two chicken snack wraps with ranch and an oreo mcflurry like every time every time like three times a week and that's probably why i ended up having a lot of issues and falling into the field i'm in now but 
yeah, that's my dirty little secret for you all. Yeah, I was more nutritional. What would be the word? Nutritious. Nutritious than you when I was. You were. You were. I was also the youngest child, so I think my parents didn't care anymore. I was the guinea pig, so they had to keep me alive. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but for real, babe, we should talk about the Google Photos memory we recently saw, like last week. Like for real? Like for real, bro. You just had a little bit of a valley girl going on there. For real. Oh, man. No, so Jared. Stop. Jerry's making fun of me. Um, So the other day, for some reason, I was on Jared's phone. I think I was trying to find a picture of our son. And this Google Photos memory pops up of him, like, before I knew him. Like, I don't know, six years ago. Something like seven years Mm ago. And, like, not that you were bad looking or anything. But I was like, whoa. Like, I mean, you've also aged gracefully. Like, you know, you've matured. You look hot. But thank you. (laughs) But your skin and the vibrancy in your face, I was like, wow, like I didn't realize what you looked like before your lifestyle change. (laughs) It's true. I did look like the dark side of the moon. (laughs) Oh, honey. No, I was pimple face McGee. Pimples for days, guys. Pimples for days. And would you say that like now looking at your lifestyle that kind of the reason your skin's cleared up would be food? Oh yeah, that picture was enlightening. I didn't I never like thought about it until the picture popped up and we're like, wow, that's a huge change. But I also lost like was it 20, 30 pounds? Like it just shed off me like nothing else. Like it just melted off me. <laughs> and you weren't like trying. No, I I wasn't even working out. <laughs> I was, I just stopped eating bread and drinking milk. Okay. So your skin, your body composition, weight, what else would you say has improved? Like in hindsight? Yeah, I definitely have more energy. I'm just, we're just in a weird time right now too, where I don't have as much energy, but those are for other reasons like children. (laughs) (laughs) So I definitely was more energetic, more happy. Just like my guts were settled. Yeah. And I think so many people probably just normalize their symptoms. Like they just think it's normal to like feel weighed down after you eat. They think it's normal to just be bloated, have gas, be having your stomach churning and making all these crazy noises all the time. But you're um, an example that like, you know, maybe changing your diet up and eating more vegetables and eliminating some of those inflammatory foods really can make a difference. And maybe in ways that you didn't even realize you needed. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, when I cut out gluten and dairy, I just did it because I love Josie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to marry this woman. So I'm going to cut these out. And then I was like, oh, wow, this, this was to my benefit. Mm-hmm. I'd, I could stand the side of myself in a mirror. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that now it is more a choice for you? It's because we're married. You can, like, you know, you're not trying to win me over anymore. You got me for life. Is now, if you were out for the weekend with the boys, would you continue to um, choose things that are heavier in veggies, lower or absent uh, gluten and dairy? I try to. Like, I do, like, I just went hunting with a bunch of guys on the weekend. 
and my meals were very different than theirs. We did have like, I'm trying to think of what we had. We had some beers, so. Yeah, Jared doesn't eat gluten, but he still drinks lots of beer, which is funny to me, but that's fine. I choose to live in denial because I can't separate myself from beer. Not, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> Let's clear <laughs> that up. He maybe has a beer, a couple beers a month. Yeah, yeah, like two beers a month. In a good month, maybe a beer a week. Yeah, if we're if, <laughs> yeah, back when you had a job that yeah. wasn't childcare and helping your wife start a business, he would maybe have a beer a week. Yeah. Now let's get back to you. You came into this. You became a nutritionist. Well, we're just going to use that word. Yeah, let's use it. Because to say your whole title will make me trip over my time. Yeah, we'll be here for hours. Yeah. So you became a nutritionist because you wanted to do things. What are the most passionate topics of health for you? Hmm. I am most passionate about gut health, mental health, cycles, like women's health, Mm -hmm. like reproductive health. And holistic sport and fitness nutrition. (laughs) Um, Largely because all four of those things are a large part of my own journey and how I got into this. And so I really love giving back to that and seeing people's lives change similar to how mine did. So those would be my four top topics. Fun Josie fact. Josie was a competitive figure skater for how long? Three, four years? Well, I skated for a long time, but I only competed for... A couple. Yeah. Yeah. So I I see that in you with the passion for training and for sport and fitness. And you're a great mom. So I can see why you're wanting to keep that up for for our little bubby. Oh, yeah. Thanks, honey. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Yeah. Is that is that a good answer? That's a great answer. OK, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um. And what do you currently eat right now? Are you like following any specific dietary lifestyles? Are you like vegging on anything? Is anything like connecting with you? What brings you joy? <laughs> what sparks joy? Always chocolate. Always chocolate, Marie. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I currently eat? Um, yeah, I still eat gluten and dairy free and egg free, but I don't really even like saying those things because. I find that the whole language with like cutting things out and restriction is just really negative and it makes your experience of food feel like you're at a deficit, feel like you're deprived, feel like you're missing out. And I really don't feel that with my food at all. At the beginning, I might have like 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I currently eat, I really love eating like paleo-ish Um I love eating like meat and vegetables. I don't love lots of grains. I will say I've tried different dietary approaches in my life. I think it's important to just try things out and see what works. Um, I have been vegan and it was a healing and good time for me in some ways and in other ways it just wasn't good for me. Um, I have eaten largely paleo-ish and that was really good and... I would say right now, I've just landed somewhere in the middle. I've learned a lot from different approaches. I I don't really have a boxed way of explaining how I eat. I just, I just do my best and uh, I feel good overall. I eat chocolate every single day. It's true. In fact, 
with our new Roots and Fruits Market, we managed to score, she managed to score, I'm, I'm just along for the ride. She managed to score, a, what would you call it? A partner, collaboration. Collaboration with a local chocolatier. And that means we have lots and lots and lots and lots of chocolate in our basement. <laughs> I eat like one a day. <laughs> our stock is slowly diminishing. Did you know that I eat one a day? Yep. You've noticed? Yep. <laughs> so for anyone that wants to buy the chocolate from Roots and Fruits Market, by the time this podcast airs, it may be gone. Oh my gosh. No, wait. We have like hundreds. Mm. We'll just, we'll make another batch if that's the case. Yeah. Like you think expenses for like hiring people to do things is like our biggest expense no it's no it's paying ourselves for our chocolate that we eat it's really hard running a store out of your basement because we literally have to buy things every day from ourselves because they're there and we're hungry and there they are it is true and our son like he knows where the stock room is whenever he's downstairs he runs there and tries to find the lovebird cereal Mm -hmm. or the beef sticks he he does yeah he did grab a beef stick the other day (laughs) oh anyway moving on so why are you doing what you're doing now yeah well kind of cole's notes versioned it a couple answers ago uh in a bit more depth but not too much to bore everyone is my own personal journey man Cool, bro. (laughs) Okay, dude. Right, broski. (laughs) Okay, right on. Saw. Saw? Saw. (laughs) What does that mean? Is that what the cool kids say now? Mm, It's probably like five, ten years outdated. Oh, yikes. I miss that. I miss that era. But yeah, I do what I do now because I had practitioners stand with me and help me and give me tools in my darkest times with largely digestive struggles um i was quote unquote diagnosed with ibs um at a pretty young age um i didn't really accept that from a young age and and that's a whole episode on its on its own that we will get to but i just when i researched it at 13 years old (laughs) i um it didn't sit with me because there was no real answer for what that meant and so Um, I had the opportunity because my mom saw a naturopath to see a naturopath and that kind of opened me up to this whole world of holistic health. And through her, I started to learn and become passionate about learning more about gut health and about just changing your lifestyle to one that is less toxic overall. And I think seeing the benefits of that, like not only for my digestion and my gut health, but the benefits I didn't expect, like it improved my performance in figure skating, it improved my energy, it improved my skin, it improved my academic achievements. Like Mm. I used to be in like, before I switched my lifestyle when I was Mm. in my McDonald's era, um, (laughs) that'd be a good t-shirt when I was in my McDonald's era, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Picture of you as a baby. With so fun side oh, facts. No, it has nothing to do with McDonald's, but it does <laughs> because of the picture. So side rabbit trail because we probably both have some form of ADHD. <laughs> it's true. Josie is a small child, as an infant, in fact. Nickname was Cheeks because her cheeks were the largest cheeks you have ever seen. Like the size of softballs. And I'm not being facetious. I, if I could send you pictures, I would. Because your cheeks were massive. Like, 
you've never seen a baby with cheeks that big. It's true. And I think, like, to be vulnerable, like, I always was insecure about my face being puffy, like, my whole childhood. And, like, okay, it, it did go down as I grew up. Like, the infancy cheeks wore off. Um, but, like, my nutritionist brain now, my practitioner brain thinks back and is like, oh, well, I had a traumatic birth. I was in the NICU, which means I probably had formula first and I was probably inflamed and probably retained water. And, like, my brain gets going. But, okay. Bottom line is I had big cheeks. I don't know where we were going with this. Do you remember? Oh, McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay. So in my McDonald's era, like I was probably, you know, averaging like a 75%-ish student. When I changed my lifestyle, I swear, I was like, and 90s were like normal for me. Not to brag, not to boast, because my uh, academic brain has definitely declined postpartum and business owning and being a mom. But my point is that changing your nutrition has the power to change everything in your life, every fruit in your life. And so that's the the name Roots and Fruits is essentially this idea that there are things underneath the things that you don't like about your life. So there's fruits in your life you're frustrated with. Maybe it's acne. Maybe it's fatigue. Maybe it's bloating, maybe it's diarrhea, maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's lack of motivation, right? There's all these different symptoms, these fruits in your life. And if we're just really quick to address the symptoms, address the fruits, um, we might see a little bit of change, but it's not lasting change. And the way to have lasting change is to look to the roots, to look beneath the surface, to look not only at the roots, but the soil they're growing in. And that's what my whole clinical practice is based off of. That's how I see life. <laughs> I don't know if you would agree. There is lots of discussion about roots and fruits in our household it's all true. the time. It's never not here. Right. It's always here. Yeah, it, it's sometimes maybe annoying, but, like, you, <laughs> you know. It's not that annoying. Like, baby has a pimple on his butt. It's like, okay, what happened? Like, maybe we just kept the diaper on too long, but what did he eat? What happened? Um, did we did we bathe him after going in the pool? My point is it's just asking why and asking a few more questions and thinking more about um, fixing a problem slowly and actually healing the imbalance versus just getting out of a situation that's uncomfortable, getting away from a symptom temporarily. I don't even know what your question was. It was, why do I do what I do? That's why I do what I do. Mm. Hopefully that answered. At least we had good conversation. Do you have any other questions? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually curious. This isn't on our docket. Why the love live blood? In- <laughs> why the love blub blub? Uh, blub blub blub. Why the live blood analysis? Yes. Why the live blood analysis? Okay. Yeah. So in my clinical practice, I do live blood analysis where I look at cells under a microscope and assess someone's health and help make suggestions to heal kind of the root cause by looking at the soil of that person's body, which is the blood. Why I chose to get into that actually was from that naturopath I referenced in my teenage Mm -hmm. years. She used it in her practice and I remember seeing my blood on the first appointment and it was terrible and I had no grid for what normal blood or healthy blood was supposed to look like but I knew it didn't look happy (laughs) um and then doing a protocol with her and coming back and seeing the improvements it just like really motivated me to keep doing the things I was doing Mm. and it was also validating to see that it wasn't good at the start it validated a lot to be Mm. like, oh, I don't feel okay. And everyone's telling me I'm fine or I have IBS, whatever that means. And this person is actually 
you know, giving me a bit more information and confirmation that things are imbalanced. So that's why I do it in my practice. And honestly, that's exactly what I see people loving about it is the validation and the motivation. It is super cool. If you get a chance to do it, you should do it with Josie because I'm a little biased. I had it done to me. Well, you've had it done a lot. <laughs> so many times. Let's just say I was the guinea pig or more accurate. I was the hedgehog. I was poked many, 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 many good, times. Good joke. Yeah, I thought so. Because hedgehogs are prickly if you didn't get it. <laughs> didn't we talk about getting a hedgehog as a pet once? We did. They're really cute. Yeah, we didn't know that that was like an animal you could have as a pet. And we wanted to get a dog, but we weren't like ready to commit. So we were like, what about a <laughs> hedgehog? <laughs> anyway. Fun fact about hedgehogs. In order for them to attach to you, you need to get really, really sweaty and then throw your sweaty shirt into the cage with them, and then they'll, like, attach to your smell. That is so weird that you know that, but I love it. Yes. So, back around to live blood cell analysis. It's super neat. It's really cool to see the changes that happen in your blood and see it right in front of your own face. It feels like, I know I've gone to, like, doctors and naturopaths, and they've, like, told me these things. And you're like, you need to do this. I'm like, cool. It just so it feels so ethereal. But with this, it's tangible. It's right in front of you. You can see, oh, that's not a happy blood cell. Not yeah. happy little blood cells. It's true. And I do my best with clients who are doing this to really explain not only everything that's happening, but why we're going to do the things we do. It's not like you're just going to walk out with supplements I give you and say, take this, take this and see you in six months. It's like, here's why we're doing this. Here's how to increase the dose. Here's what might happen. And let me know how it goes, right? And mm -hmm. everyone knows why they're taking what they're taking. Because with the blood analysis, there's like very detailed reasons why to take certain things. So it's a great tool if you're unsure of even what supplements to take. Um, I know I worked at a health food store for a number of years and I was just taking so many supplements. I've really scaled back since then because mm. that can be hard on your body too. Um, supplements are great, but too much of anything in excess can cause damage. And working at a health food store, you just get so many free samples. You get things given to you. You get written off product, damaged product, expired product. And then you also spend your whole paycheck on new product that looks amazing. And you do trainings on product and it's just a lot of supplements. So my point in saying that is that with blood analysis, you can be really precise with why you're taking things and then have more of a phasic approach, like different phases that it's more sustainable and that they're going to be more compliant to a protocol. That's great, sweetie. I love it. Oh, I love you. Oh, thanks. Well, now for a less deep, fun question. What did you want to be when you were a child? Like, what did you want to grow up to be? Okay. What did little Josie want to do? I always wanted to be my grade one teacher. Mm. <laughs> she was actually a family friend, but she was my grade one French immersion teacher. And then she was super active and she taught, she led the violin club and the drumming club. She was super into extracurriculars. So she was my model for what I wanted to be. And it morphed into very specific. I want to be a mom who's also a French immersion grade one teacher and coaches figure skating after school. That was like, that was the dream. Can you tell the listeners how you played with your friends while you wanted to be a grade one elementary French immersion school teacher? 
probably from like the time I had play dates until I was a teenager. I played school with my friends. Okay, it also didn't help that both my parents were teachers and they were like really fond of the idea of playing school, but they gave me a whole room in their house to make my school room. Again, youngest of four perks. Um, and literally my friends would come over and I would like have printed out tests that were stapled and, and like I would grade them and yeah, it was that I probably wasn't the most fun friend to have. Oh, that's funny. So you didn't grow up here, right? Here. Here is Alberta. We live in Alberta. Not telling you where, but we live in Alberta. I mean, there's not many cities in Alberta, so you can probably find out. It's, You'll find out. Anyway, easy. I did not grow up here. I grew up in Ontario. So why did you come here? Why, what, why are you here other than your awesome, handsome husband who was <laughs> not here when you came here? Um. So... There's a few blanks between grade one French immersion dreams and now. One of those blanks is my short-lived career in journalism. I'm going to keep sharing my answer, but Jared has to go because our son just woke up. I'm going to go get the bubby. Bye, honey. Bubby is crying. I'm going to go get him. <laughs> yeah, bubby. Okay, bye. Bye. So I'm actually a university dropout. Wah, wah. <laughs> Um, I did one year of my undergrad in journalism at Ryerson, which is now called something else, and it was great. And to be honest, I had the skills for it. I excelled in the program. I just didn't know for sure if that's what I wanted to do. And a few other things happened that year that just made it kind of wise for me to take a year off. So I applied for a year off and then I intended to just work for the year and figure some things out, make some money, and then go back and finish the program. I ended up getting a job out here in Alberta um, at a Christian TV station helping them start a news show. So that was really cool. It was an amazing opportunity. That's why I moved here. Um, I'm obviously not doing that work anymore. I think the skills I learned in that job and in that season have really prepared me for the demands of business owning and things in 2023. But yeah, that's what brought me to Alberta. Just to close off this first episode, my hope um, with this podcast is that whether you're just starting to dip your toes into the fact that safe food affects your mood or Maybe you're a total crunch ball who already sources local milk, raw milk, I mean, and avoids touching receipts for the BPA content. Wherever you're coming from, I just, my hope and my prayer is that you would feel welcome to learn and grow alongside us. Though I have personally been on this holistic health journey for like 13 years, I am daily learning. I'm daily being humbled. I'm trying things. I'm letting other things go. And I'm just super interested in having conversations with super knowledgeable, intelligent, inspiring people. And while I'm doing that offline as a practitioner, a friend, and a lifelong learner, I figured I might as well bring other people into these conversations to share what I'm learning. And so I'm hoping to have kind of two different types of episodes. One will be more topical conversations that are primarily for educational purposes. I think on my own health journey, but also as a practitioner, 
I've just noticed that there are so many wonderful people that are really great at having those conversations and teaching through conversations. So that's kind of one type of of episode there'll be. And then also I want to do a lot of story-based conversations. So people sharing their testimonies of different things. Um, We'll explore different topics about holistic health, not just nutrition. I did once have a podcast before. It was called Roots and Fruits, before I even had a business called Roots and Fruits, before I was a nutritional consultant, before I was married, before I knew Jared. I had this podcast. I did four episodes, I think, and then I stopped because... Yeah, it just, uh, I didn't, I don't even know. It wasn't a wise thing. I have this tendency to start things without thinking them through and sometimes that bites me in the butt. I'm working on it. I'm growing and this is, you know, the real Roots and Fruits podcast that I'm super excited about. Now I have Jared in my corner. I have a lot to learn and a lot of conversations coming your way and we are here to stay. Um, And I'm really, really excited to even just think about the fact that one person is listening to this. It's kind of all surreal. So thank you for being here. I'm really excited to see where this will go. And then in conclusion, um, if you want to follow along on our journey, we don't have like public personal um, Instagram accounts or anything like that. So you can follow my um, clinical practice, Roots and Fruits Wellness. Um, on Instagram and then also our store Roots and Fruits Market and again we ship from coast to coast within Canada so if you're in Canada place an order with us we would love to pack your order it brings us so much joy to pack orders that's kind of the the beauty of small family-run business it's not like if you're ordering a bunch of stuff off Amazon that they're going to be jumping for joy when an order comes through because they're just like ugh, this is a job and they have to pack thousands and thousands per day for us when you place an order it changes our day <laughs> it brings us so much joy and um, we would love to do that so as a special offer for our first episode and for tuning in We are offering 10% off your first order. If you've already ordered before, you can use this code too. It's going to be NEWPODCAST10, all caps, N-E-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-0. You can type that into your order and get 10% off. We are so, so grateful for your support and look forward to chatting with you next episode.